Ladies and gentlemen, start your stopwatches because you're listening to the dispatches on the clock and that means we're going to spend the next 15 minutes or less talking about two brand new films claiming to be about real history that actually contain multiple lies, some of which that are so serious they could rightly be described as dangerous ideological propaganda. I don't know about you, but the first time I realised that films claiming to be true stories could actually contain serious falsehoods about real-life events was when I went to see the 1995 film Murder in the First. And I remember being so outraged and upset by the injustice of what happened to the main character in that film, the treatment that he received in Alcatraz prison, that I went home and I thought, I've just got to read more about this story. I went and read more and I discovered to my absolute shock and with a great sense of betrayal that I had been lied to by this film. The key events, the central elements of this reported biopic story were complete fabrications. So for example, this prisoner who's the main character of that film, he hadn't ended up in Alcatraz uh, for a minor offence at all. He'd been actually quite a serious bank robber. He'd previously killed someone. The One of the key uh, points of this film was the claim that he had been put into solitary confinement for three years. He had had all sorts of atrocities and torture done to him, and he'd even had his uh, Achilles tendon cut by the warden at one point to try and stop him from escaping. None of that stuff was true. He was never even put into solitary confinement. He was never tortured. He was briefly put into an isolation wing with other prisoners, but not solitary confinement. And then he got out of that within a matter of weeks. The central claim of the film was basically that he was put into isolation, like solitary confinement with no one else in a darkened cell, effectively like a dungeon for three years. And that drove him mad. And then he came out of that state. And when he was put back into the general prison population, he murdered another man. That's not what happened at all. He came out of that isolation ward, remember where he was with other prisoners, and then it was over a year later he murdered that other man. Not only that, but the film ends by claiming that he committed suicide in his cell, scrawling the word freedom on his cell uh, before ending his own life. In actual fact, that's completely not true either. He was actually released from Alcatraz into a, another prison, and then I think another prison after that, before he escaped the justice system and disappeared off the radar. And to this day, no one actually knows what happens to him. It's quite conceivable that he might actually still be alive today. I mean, he'd be quite old, but he might still well be alive today. This film was an utter fabrication of key events. It lied to me, and I remember feeling so betrayed when I discovered this because I just couldn't believe that something purporting to be a true story would lie so blatantly. Now, when it comes to films that are based on true stories, it's not unreasonable to expect a certain amount of poetic license. Maybe they contract events, the timeline down a little bit, or or maybe they might do, this is a very common thing to do, they might take two or three different real-life people and condense them into one fictional character, or they might give traits or statements that were made by a real-life character to a different character, that sort of stuff that doesn't alter the fundamental truths of history. It's sort of a bit of poetic license, but not so for two other brand new films that contain such blatant lies about real people and real historical events 
that you've got to wonder whether such movies actually need to carry an explicit warning. I mean, Disney right now puts warnings at the front of certain films warning you that maybe there's a tobacco depiction when you know people might be smoking in a film, or it warns you that certain characterizations might be considered racially offensive in the modern era, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't warn you when you are about to be told lies after reading the words based on a true story or based on real events or this is the true story of at the start of a film. It seems to me that if you're going to tell blatant lies about historical events, there should be a warning at the front of a film that says to you, warning, if real events have been majorly fictionalized in this film or something along those lines. In fact, the more I think about this, the more I think some of these films actually absolutely qualify as misinformation, and not just that, but the more serious disinformation. We'll talk more about that in a minute. So it sort of got me wondering whether Ardern and the Disinformation Project will be vetting these films like they seem to be obsessed with doing to ordinary everyday Kiwis. If not, why not? And speaking of the truth, let's talk about the first of these two new films, which contains multiple major falsehoods. The first is the brand new Netflix film Blonde, which purports to be a biopic about Marilyn Monroe. Now, I'm not going to recommend you watch this because it actually contains pornography. But I do know about the major plot points in this film. There's no proof that she ever had a forced abortion, like the movie claims. She had several abortions, but there's never any indication that she had a forced abortion. There's absolutely zero proof that JFK ever treated her the way the film depicts, which includes a rape scene. JFK raping Marilyn Monroe. There was no polygamous sexual promiscuity with a threesome involving Charlie Chaplin. Her mother never tried to drown her. These are just some of the falsehoods in this film. In fact, the author of the book the film is based on publicly stated that he didn't believe he had any obligation to tell the truth about her life. As far as I'm concerned, that's little more than the objectification and exploitation of a real person. And what makes this all the more egregious is they have no way of actually correcting such untruths because they are now long dead. And speaking of untruths, this brings me to the other new film, which is called The Woman King. The Woman King claims to tell the true story of the Dahomey people of Africa, and in particular, the fact that they had a regiment full of all-female fighters called the Agoji or the Mino, uh, which I think loosely translates to Our Mothers. Now, that part of the film is true. They did have a regiment of all female fighters, but the lies that this movie tells are shocking. First, it claims that the Dahomey people were the heroes who fought against the European slave trade and the Agoji were like the special forces warriors of their day. This is just blatant falsehood. Not only were the Dahomey a bloodthirsty people who committed various barbarisms against other Africans, but they also sold their fellow Africans from other African states into European slavery. Not only that, but they also built their own economy on slavery, enslaving other Africans to work on their Dahomey royal plantations. Slavery was actually the primary source of economic wealth for the Dahomey people. There are accounts of, of the Dahomey slave raids, which were absolutely brutal, which included the female warriors alongside the male ones, where they would cut the heads off the elderly, they would uh, rip the bottom jawbones off others, they would burn villages to the ground, and then those who were left alive, including children, were sold into slavery. Each year, on top of that, they slaughtered approximately 500 slaves and criminals in mass human sacrifice pagan religious ceremonies. Reportedly, one year in 1727, they slaughtered as many as 4,000 
thousand human beings in that particular ritual. The Dahomeys were the villains, not the heroes. In fact, the Dahomey king, King Gizo, who's depicted in this film, reportedly told the British, the slave trade has been the ruling principle of my people. It is the source of their glory and wealth. Their songs celebrate their victories and the mother lulls the child to sleep with notes of triumph over an enemy reduced to slavery. And the cherry on top of all of this dishonesty is the fact that the major conflict that King Gizo, who is the Dahomey king depicted in this film, played by John Boyega, the major conflict that he had with the Europeans during his reign was actually with the British when they tried to bring an end to the Atlantic slave trade and to stop the Dahomeys from enslaving other African peoples. They even had to blockade the ports of the Dahomey to try and end their enslavement of other Africans. So let me reiterate again, the Dahomeys were actually the villains and the English actually came to the aid of the African people being enslaved and murdered by the Dahomeys. Now, while the film acknowledges that the Dahomeys sold other Africans into European slavery, it downplays this through the completely fictional character played by Viola Davis, who is supposedly a, a goji female general who is a staunch opponent of slavery. To call this an exaggeration is an understatement. The Agoji female warriors participated in slave raids and every Agoji woman also had slaves of her own. They would walk ahead of her on the streets and ring a little bell to warn other people to look away. You weren't supposed to look at the Agoji and if you touched them, that meant certain death. And while it is true, the film depicts this uh, notion that the Agoji female warriors wanted to move away from the slave trade and start selling palm oil instead. That did happen later. But the reason that happened is, by the 1840s, the Dahomey people had split into two political factions, and one of those political factions, which included several different groups, including the Agoji female warriors, wanted to actually start trading in palm oil with the British. Now, the reason they wanted to start trading palm oil was because of the fact that they wanted to reignite trade with the Europeans. And this was because by the 1840s, the British had been hugely successful in their fight against slavery in Africa. And so it was just too hard. And so they had to look for other revenue sources. And even after the British stopped the Dahomeys from participating in the overseas slave trade, the Dahomeys still kept slaves to work on their palm plantations. So to make a film celebrating the Dahomey people as the heroes is an egregious falsification of the truth. Not only that, but despite being well-trained, well-disciplined and showing great bravery, which the historical record tells us is true about the Agoji female warriors, they were completely outmatched and decisively overwhelmed in all the battles they fought against the French. And that was because the French had superior weaponry, even down to things like the fact they had longer bayonets. And those events, those battles, didn't actually take place during the period depicted in this film. They took place several years after the events depicted in The Woman King, where King Gizo's major conflict was actually with the English, who were trying to stop him from trading in slaves. 
So why would this film tell such blatant lies? Well, I think it's kind of obvious when you stop for five minutes to think about it. It's to maintain the false claims currently being made about the history of Europe and the European conquest of other nations. If this film had told the truth, it would have been a major blow to those falsehoods because the current lie that a lot of people believe about our history is that the European peoples were nothing more than these awful barbaric enslaving colonizers who brought nothing but misery, despair and death wherever they went. There's no balance of history. There's no proper context given. There's no truth told about the fact that there was a mix of good and bad. And on top of that, the other myth that is propagated is that before the English or the other European nations arrived in these lands, they were relatively peaceful, stable nations who basically were living a, a almost a utopian kind of lifestyle until it was destroyed and undermined and ruined by the evil Europeans who came on their various conquests. These things are not true. The truth is that the history of Europe and its engagement and involvement in other parts of the world is a mix of both good and bad. The truth is that those pre-European civilizations was a mix of both good and bad as well. In fact, when you think about Africa, I think it's fair to say, and particularly when you think about the Dahomey people and what they were up to, that the Christianization of Africa was actually a truly good thing for a lot of African people who were suffering under the atrocities being committed against them by the Dahomey people. Now, why is this lying so dangerous? Well, these sorts of ideas and falsehoods are actually the sorts of things that fuel false resentments within people. People wrongly believe they have been the victim of injustice and they gain great resentment as a result. And that can easily lead to things like revolutions, especially in such a virtueless and arbitrary age as ours. This is not good stuff at all. Basically, I would suggest to you, This movie reeks of disinformation, not just misinformation, which is the popular way of saying you spread ideas that are not true without realizing the truth or falsehood of them. But disinformation is where you deliberately deceive people. There is deliberate deception involved. And I would have to say, I refuse to believe that the writers of this film did not know the truth about the Dahomey people. I just can't believe that. They know about them. They clearly have studied their history because they know key figures. They know key things about the Dahomey people, but they haven't told the truth about them. Instead, they've falsified history. So I'm wondering if the disinformation project is going to be warning New Zealanders about this. I'm not holding my breath for that. In the meantime, what you need to do is make sure that you always double check the truth before assuming that that true story movie is actually a true story and not a whole lot of lies or complete fabrications of key historical events that have been layered upon true characters and are actually a distortion of real history. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, live by goodness, truth and beauty, not by lies. And I will see you next time on The Dispatches. On the Clock is brought to you by Left Foot Media. Support our important independent media work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with just $5 or more per month and you'll receive exclusive access to our full-length patrons-only episode of the Dispatches podcast every single week. That's patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. Link is in the show notes.